Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Alyssa and I are coming back to you slightly recovered, a little less tired, but let's be honest, it's fucking Q4. Oh, it yeah, it is Q4. Sorry, I feel like I've missed like the entire year. I'm not even going to say I missed Q3 because I mean, that was a given, but like I missed. I've missed the entire year, I feel, of 2023. And um, while I will say that our break has been, was very well needed, um, if everybody listened to our bonus episode, um, I was sick. I'm still sick. I mean, but we both needed that break. And I mean, now we're like well into, not even just in Q4, we're well into Q4. And I'm not even sure how we're here, but um I think, yeah, I'm like, I'm not even, <clears throat> I mean, I know it's, I know it's Q4, but like how, how we're only a few weeks from Christmas. I'm not really sure what's happening. I know it's that time where I'm looking at all of the agencies to do's and I'm like, oh my God, we are five weeks from closing the office for Christmas. So we have like five to six ish weeks or whatever it is to get all of our year end meetings done and all of our, Honestly, it's like it's it's my favorite time of the year because I yeah. see that light at the end of the tunnel where I'm like, okay, like we're gearing up for 2024. There's all these cool things that we're gonna be working on. And yay, we know that we're getting that contract resigned. Or like, yay, that client that I didn't quite align is falling off or that headache project is wrapping up. Um, but we were so thankful for all the work and so on and so forth. But at the, then at the same time, you're also like you have to be very intentional about your energy and your time and really, really master efficiency um, because otherwise you will burn out hard because everybody wants something, right? You got to learn to be like, nope, we'll do that in 2023 or 2024. So, yeah. And I think, I mean, this sort of leads into what we want to talk about today. And um, and this time of year is so busy for everyone. And while there's awesome things that are happening, like parties and family and all that good stuff, um, this time of year, Q4 is like the biggest time for marketers and all of that. Cause that's when all the money, that's when you make your money through the holiday season for everyone. So it's, I think it's very, people can very quickly become negative and toxic and have a very difficult mindset during this time for various reasons. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today that, um, and heading into 2024, but like some of the things that um, may be impacting you and this really busy time for work and per family and all that stuff and how we can um, be, be more, more mindful of how we are running our business and our lives when it gets really busy like this. Exactly. So today we want to talk a little bit about negative thinking and negative self-talk and how it impacts your personal life and your business. Um, and I think 
I know for myself, when I get overwhelmed and my nervous system is in overdrive, sometimes my self-soothing can be negative talk. But what I always recognize is it never really makes me feel better. And there is actually a scientific reason for that, um, is that when your brain thinks negatively, it's actually been proven that it can attribute, of course, to depression, anxiety, chronic worry, and even obsessive compulsive disorder. And I know when I'm thinking negatively and my brain's all over the place, I generally don't get things done. I'm a little more apt to like want to go back to bed and stay in bed. And when I actually force myself out of a negative thought and I do it by way of like going for a walk or hitting the gym for even just like 20 minutes or even just going and having coffee with a friend or hanging out with my dog, um, I definitely feel a little more refreshed than I did just sitting there and staring at my computer being overwhelmed or sitting within a situation that's negative and feeling overwhelmed. Um, talking it through with someone even is is helpful as well. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting time because as we head towards the end of the year when we're working in service businesses and it's all about getting things wrapped up for 2023, figuring out holiday campaigns, and then also working with clients and for strategizing 2024. I think um, where I immediately go, like my patience level gets really short at this time of year. And for a number of different reasons, I think it's stressful just generally because of the time of year it is, but it's like you, you, when you have your own business and you're trying to figure out your own plans for 2024, but you're trying to, you feel like all of your time is helping other people plan for their 2024. And it's like, when do I get time for me? Um, I quickly go to um, my negative self-talk is always about like, I'm not good enough. Like, why is everyone else? Like, I look at what other people are doing. It's like, why does everyone else look so successful? And why? And it, I can hit like December 22nd and think I'm not like this. Uh, look at what everyone else is doing and like all this great holiday things. And like, I'm like on TikTok right now, everyone's decorating for Christmas and got like there's trees up. And I'm like, oh, are we doing that now? Like, is this happening in, in November? I'm like, am I not like, am I not even participating in Christmas properly? Cause it's mid November. Sorry, this is, I know this is out December 6th, but we're recording in November. Um, and people have their Christmas trees up and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a failure on all levels. And and I get very, um, I get a lot of um, seasonal depression this time of year when it's dark at 4.30 um, and you just feel like, I don't want to go anywhere and like it's cold and it's dark and you just want to hibernate. And so I have to very cognizant, cognitively um, consciously, um, ensure that I am thinking of myself first during the times of, of stress. And when things are sort of piled on, because you very quickly lose yourself. And I mean, we're not even parents. And I mean, I can't imagine being a parent during holiday season when you've got like kids and it's Santa and this and like Christmas concerts and all that. I mean, honestly, I would rather chew my own arm off on all of that, but, um, <laughs> I think we all as business owners, whether you're a business owner or you're just, you work in, in, in a high stressful 
place that's that gears up during the holidays, whether it's retail or anything, um, we need to give ourselves a lot of grace this time of year because that negativity and the toxic sort of mindset and the and the the negative talk about ourselves and the imposter syndrome, all those things just sort of elevate during this time. And what's the most impactful and does a disservice to all of us is that we carry that into the next year because by the time that the holidays are over and you've gone through um new year and it's like january 3rd and it's like now we're supposed to like be all into the new year and like have everything sorted out for 2024 and suddenly it's the end of january and we're like well what the frick happened i still am like not where i thought i'd be and that so the, the negative talk continues well into a new year if you don't allow yourself a huge amount of grace during this like super busy December, November, December for everybody. So Alyssa, you were absolutely bang on with that. And one thing I just want to remind everybody of, and this is a really good reminder as we approach the new year, every single piece of baggage problem you haven't dealt with And as Alyssa said, piece of negativity or positivity will follow you into January because just because you raise a glass to a happy new year doesn't mean the clock suddenly changes. Everything that you have yet to contend with in 2023 is going to follow you into 2024. So that leads me to my next point is how can you reset your mindset if you've had a particularly challenging year in order to you know not change what's going to happen in 2024 necessarily because it will like life isn't really going to change come January it's a mere you know 8 weeks away or whatever it is um but you can reset your mindset through a couple of really easy ish tips. So I'd like to kind of explore those now and see what Alyssa thinks of this. But Alyssa Alyssa is way less like mamby pamby than Dakota is in the world of like this. So let's see what Alyssa, yes. We're not trying to just um overload you guys with woke bullshit either. Or okay. This like Mindset is everything, 1000%. The way that you think about yourself, the way that you think about your business, the way that you react to scenarios and negativity, the way that you use positivity to get what you want um, and to to hit your goals. These things are all very much proven um, to be big things to consider when you're trying to reach certain goals and do certain things. So if you've had a challenging year the first thing that I would personally recommend you do, and by the way, I'm not a licensed therapist or coach in any respect, but one of the things I would... Educational purposes only. Only for educational purposes. Um, (laughs) The first thing that I would recommend you do in a safe space, and if you require some therapeutic support or a buddy in order to do this, because perhaps it's triggering, the first thing that you want to do is explore failure. Explore the failures and the things that didn't work out over this last year. And also look at what's following you into 2024 and and like, what does that look like? And when is it going to flip? 
right? So perhaps you still have some debt and you want to explore, okay, so why did I accumulate that debt? And then I want you to change your mindset and consider that to be not a failure, but a lesson. How is that failure actually a lesson that's going to teach you something moving into the new year and moving forward? So that's number one. And again, if you can't face it on your own because many things are triggering and many things are hard, if you have to dig really deep or you don't even really know where to start, there is certainly support and help out there to get you there, whether it's through going to your bank and sitting down with somebody in finance or talking to your accountant if it's a debt-related issue or talking to um, a mentorship company that helps with people people with debt and savings ratios, um, talking to a friend, talking to a parent, talking to your partner. Um, you don't have to do things alone. So embracing the failure, switching your mindset to consider that that failure might actually be a lesson. And then looking at the challenges within those failures as opportunities to grow and learn. So what can you what can you take from that challenge and actually use it towards your growth? Right? Yeah, I then, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And so then, I thought you were continuing, so I wasn't going to jump oh, in. Oh, no 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 no. Can, 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 can you know we had a few weeks off. We have no idea what we're doing. We do. I feel like I'm a little rusty though. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh. Yeah. So the other thing that I'd recommend you do if you're still struggling to see a failure as a lesson is choose one thing about that failure that you're grateful for. Oh, interesting. Okay. And we're going to do a little exercise. Alyssa and I, we're going to pick a failure from this year and we're going to, and we're going to give you guys a reason why we're grateful for that failure. And I'm putting Alyssa on the spot because I haven't asked her to do this. I personally have one in mind. I had time to prepare. Sorry, Alyssa. Um, okay, then you go first while I think about my failure. Okay. Um, <laughs> one thing that has been a constant narrative in my life this entire year has been this year, I, at the very beginning of the year, promised myself that I was going to go on a solo adventure of no dating for an entire year. I was going to focus on me, myself, and I, and all the things that are in my world. And I wasn't going to be consumed or um, distracted by another human being. Well, I did great for about a month. And then I literally like let some of the most horrific people I've ever like come across and all their wounding, not to say that they're bad people, but I've I allowed probably the most toxic human beings I've ever allowed into my heart and my life to come into my life this year. And I self-abandoned and I got taught a very big lesson by the universe that it's not time to um, be in a partnership for me right now. And I am not a suitable partner to anybody right now because I have a lot of things to work on. And I was dished some pretty heavy karma. So I'm very grateful for that experience because it made me realize that part of the work that I want to do moving forward is in that space. It made me realize that I'm extremely passionate about protecting and educating educating women about the dating scene as much as I can from learned experience. 
it made me want to develop myself in ways that I had no idea I wanted to develop in. It has set the stage for a potential new um, passion and business offering. And it made me braver than I've ever been in taking some very huge risks, both financially and um, just in the sense that I, I've, I've done some things this year. I've invested invested in myself like never before over the last three months in a way that I never thought I would be brave enough to do. So that's my lesson. Wow. I didn't even know you had made that um, agreement with yourself in January. I was just, I was just along for the toxic <laughs> ride of Dakota's whatever the hell was happening in your world for most of the year. But I didn't realize it's that the Dakota you... show this year. I think it needs to be the Alyssa show next year, please. Well, we're not. Yeah, it's not. Gonna be, it's not going to be the Alyssa show of toxic men. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's not happening. But, oh my God. Um, I think I'm going to use a business failure. I guess is more my example because I think. My year personally was um, so much about other people um, that personally, I think I lost myself a little bit because my my life was so much about caring for, um, supporting all of that other people, um, which is kind of an Alyssa thing in itself. But anyway, so from a business perspective, I had like, and I've talked about this on the cast before that like COVID was really hard for my business personally, because I work in the tourism and cultural sectors and that the recovery of that isn't as fast as like some other people, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I had loftier goals. I had business goals for myself that weren't necessarily about, um, more clients or more um, work in that realm. I had business aspirations of creating this separate brand. I don't have I talked about this. I don't know on this podcast. A little sure. bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, my goal with Alyssa Berry Communications is to have the communications part of that be just a an arm of what it is that we do. And I basically want to create a media company um, that has communications, podcasting, um, video creation, like sort of all of those sort of media pieces. Because in in the landscape I live in, um, owning your own content and owning your own um, media pieces is a big thing part of where I think we're going in the future. We can no longer rely on media to tell stories. We can no longer rely on third parties to tell our stories for us. And so I'm a big proponent of, of that. And I like to be the, the company that is creating that content for people that they own as opposed to otherwise. So that's always been sort of the plan. And I think I might have voiced this officially back sometime in Q1. But anyway, um, that's never happened this year. I'm not entirely going to consider a failure, but it is a failure in the fact that I did not prioritize any of that. And I am terrible from a business perspective of voicing um, ideas or initiatives or things um, and having sort of the um, a, 
framework in place, but never following through to get that to a place of launching. Um, so that sort of my is that I did not prioritize the future of my business that I should have this year. And so from a failure perspective, and I never view failure as a bad word or a bad thing. It's not, it just means that, um, it just wasn't meant to be at that time, but I just, then you start the negative talk of like, well, now I'm a year behind and I should be at this point. And you sort of go through that process. But I think that for 2024 is the investment, whether it's financially or, or intellectually or whatever, to get that to a place where it is launchable, both as a company and as product, um, especially from the teaching perspective that I have teachable product. Um, because I don't want to go through, I don't want to hit 2025 and be like, oh no, I'm another year behind. So, but in, in, in the, in the discussion of giving ourselves grace, um, I'm not going to make such lofty aspirations for 2024. I think that's where we as business people and women in particular get ourselves like caught up is that we we have lofty goals or lofty aspirations. And then if we don't hit them, then the negative talk um, starts. But so I'm um, I'm making it my responsibility to create achievable small bites this year to get to that place and not just be like, oh, I want to have a media company. And it's like, yeah, that's awesome. But like, what are what is step one to make that happen? And if I can get maybe step one and step two done out of like, I don't know, let's say there's six steps. If I can get like 20% to that place, then I think that's a win. And so I think we as people and business owners and whatever need to have a better discussion with ourselves in terms of what is actually achievable um, and being focused on making those achievable steps um, so that we don't feel that like it was a failure because we didn't get to that place. And so um, that's my person, that's my personal growth pattern for 2024 is to um, not just talk about lofty ideas, um, but put in place the, the structural pieces to make, to be able to make those happen in the years moving forward. And Alyssa literally just nailed like our next, my next two pieces of advice of how to Sorry. start. No, no, no. It's amazing. It's great. Um, but I'll dive into them a little more. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that, Alyssa. And I think we did we we did hear from you about this, but for our new listeners, this is this is interesting as well. Um, and in the new year, as per always, we're gonna kind of do a reintro of ourselves for those of you who uh haven't been to the cast before and welcome, welcome. Um, but we'll kind of do a reintro in the new year of who we are and and what we're all about. But so you're probably wondering, like, what is the first thing you can do after you identify these strengths and learning lessons and failures, if you will? And one of the first things you can do is you've got to build trust with yourself again, right? Because in your mind, it's like, well, shit, I didn't do that thing I said I would do. Why didn't I do it? So rather than analyze like the why um, and get too into the weeds with that, like certainly look at the why, like, you know, what were the factors that 
stopped you from doing what you were doing. For Alyssa, I'm going to guess just in a nutshell, fatigue, overwhelm, you know, personal shit, just like feels like she doesn't have enough time. For me, um, in a nutshell, I would say I was just still grasping for straws in areas that were making me, that were band-aiding certain situations that I haven't uh, had the strength or the, I haven't put in the time and the energy into facing, right? So it's like, oh, when I'm struggling, I'm going to go reach out to that person I know who isn't good for me, or I'm going to go online, even though I'm, I know I'm not ready, which is something I constantly preach to other people. Don't go on to online dating unless you're hundred percent ready, because then you're just offering like your shittiest self to somebody else. Right. And it's not fair. Um, so yeah, like really walking that walk. So building the trust with yourself again and figuring out ways to do that. So as an example, here's some of the ways I'm building trust with myself. Number one, I have found it exceptionally helpful to record voice notes of me talking to me. So throughout this whole year, and actually it was really interesting when I was getting ready this morning in lieu of listening to a podcast, I actually threw on a couple of voice notes from earlier this year. I went ahead and as I was moving through the motions of meeting new people and getting into situations that weren't great, uh, just because I was attracting people who were wounded just like me, I recorded myself reflecting on those situations and why they were making me uncomfortable and why they were making me unhappy and why they weren't serving me. And so now if I have an urge to go back to a pattern, I can listen to one of those voice notes and build trust with myself that I knew what I was talking about back then. So don't repeat the action. The other thing I'm doing is really forcing myself to, to like be comfortable with just me. Right. And what's hilarious is in my last endeavor, I met this really fantastic man. And actually, I think there were many ways that we could have been a great fit, but I wasn't ready. And I actually put myself first and said, no, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And I'm happier than I've ever been like this whole year, just hanging with Dakota and like having my bed to myself and going for dinner alone and cooking meals by myself and doing everything I want to do and not worrying about shaving my legs, not worrying about my weight, like not giving a shit about what I like, you know, look like sometimes because I'm just chilling with me and, uh, it's been really liberating. And so that's how I've started to rebuild that trust with myself, but I have a long way to go. It's been a month, right? It's been one, it's been just under a month since I like fully exited that world. Um, so building trust with yourself. So Alyssa, can you give us an example of like how you're building trust with yourself within that respect? Um, from my perspective, I think it's, it's believing that I deserve it in such a way. Like I deserve success or I deserve, um, um, yeah, I guess deserve success. But for me, how I'm sort of building trust is that, um, is the action, the action of completing it. So like I talked about those steps and like, not just creating a lofty goal, but if like being accountable to finish those, like the, the steps that I have, um, allocated to myself, I think, um, I'm terrible for 
um, like procrastination and for doing everything for everybody else before me. So I think for myself, I have to um, learn to learn that I am actually valuable as myself and that the things that I want to work on or the things that I want to do are valuable, um, whether they bring money or not. Um, it's, it's, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't be doing them. You know what I mean? I think we're too focused on like, Oh, is this going to make me money or is this going to bring in revenue or blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I have to get out of that mindset and realize, well, wait a minute. Um, I want to do this because it makes me happy or I want to do this because I know it will lead to something else. And just because it's not a revenue generator or it's not this, it's, it's important for me right now because it gives me, it it sort of reaffirms my skill. Like I think we all sort of get lost and we do so much work for other people in whatever capacity that when you start thinking about yourself or your business and how you want it and like trying to write for yourself or write for your business. I mean, has anyone tried to write their own bio? Um, it's not easy, um, to, to put the skills that we use on other people back on yourself, because then you think, well, this isn't good enough, or I wouldn't have done it this, this way when you're talking about yourself. So trusting that, like, I know my shit, I know my shit for other people. So why don't I know it for myself? And why do I think that what I'm producing or what I can produce for myself isn't as good as what I do for other people? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that's a great example. And that actually leads into my last point of how can you put this into action? Remember, it is a marathon and not a sprint. So do one small thing that you can fix now that is literally something you can implement into every day. As weird as it sounds, for me, it's sleep. Mm-hmm. I have just struggled with sleep so much because of anxiety, the way my brain works, so many, so many factors. And so for me, it's like starting with sleep. That is what I need to start with. I need to literally get into the exact same routine every day for at least a month. And that's what I've been working on. Um, and once I've got my energy back a little bit there then I can tackle the next thing. Yeah. For me, it's, it's creating routine. So, um, like, as I said, I'm terrible with procrastination, especially when it's anything to do with me, um, or things that I want to do. So it's basically allocating time, whether it's even five minutes to, um, to the, to writing down the, the syllabus or whatever of this course I'm developing, you know, like it's actually making myself accountable to do the thing. So like booking my booking time with myself in my day for that purpose of building the things that I want to build. Um, so even if it's like five minutes here, at least it's that's dedicated to time for me. Absolutely. I love that. And then the last thing that I would that we would leave you guys with is um, really try to tie all the things that you are doing in your daily life and within this whole conversation. I think tying things back to intention is very important. 
one place in my life that I knew I was doing exceptionally well in was being present, uh, being present and intentional for for some time, mostly with the presence thing. Um, I, I was really mastering the ability to to be present in the situation, which is very tough for me because my mind goes a mile a minute. Um, and I've completely lost it again. I feel like I'm addicted to work. I feel like I'm addicted to my phone. Um, and yeah. I've now replaced work in my phone with the other things that I was addicted to this year, dating, love, whatever. Um, and so even just being on this call with Alyssa right now and taping this episode, I've really enjoyed sipping my coffee and having an actual conversation with her. And like, now I'm going to walk away from my day feeling really fulfilled versus rushing through things, checking things off the list, like mindlessly, um, and just not taking a step back. And one of the things that can really help you with, with that, honestly, is meditation. Um, I just recently wrapped a 30-day meditation challenge, which was super hard. And I was so proud of myself because I think it was like 25 out of the 30 days I meditated, um, whether it was just like for 10 minutes during the walk or like before bed or in the morning, but I, I meditated and, and it really helped me to be present and intentional with, with the things that I'm trying to do. Um, so if you can maybe try, try that as like a first step, if you're struggling to quiet your mind and stuff, it is, it is a good way to do it. And it could be anything from like sitting down for two minutes on a bench and just like looking at the leaves on a tree to fully sitting down for 30 minutes and like walking yourself through a guided meditation through like the mindfulness, a mindfulness app or hiring someone to help you with that. I found that that really helped me with those pieces. Yeah. Even like any five minutes is all you need to connect with yourself. Like, um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a whole complicated thing. Just giving yourself like five minutes a day just to be with yourself and, or work on things that you want to work on, whether it's picking up painting again or pottery, like the things that maybe hobbies that you've, or passions that you've put aside because you're too busy. Five minutes, man. And for Christ's sake, can we all get off our phone? I don't want to get into that rant right now. This is long enough, but like, for the love of God, I'm so terrible. Like it is, that is, ugh. Put it away. The phone Put it addiction away. is so terrible. Retail job. Remember that retail job that you probably had when you were younger at a clothing store or wherever, or your first job where the other day I, I just hired this brand new gal and she is phenomenal. Um, but, and she'll probably listen to this one. I said, when she first got hired, I was like, I would recommend putting your phone somewhere else because in the nature of our job, you're going to be tempted when notifications come to get pulled out of your flow. And over the last couple of weeks, I've kind of seen her phone right there with her. And so I think, um, and I, and it's not malicious or anything. Like I know she's, she's doing her, she's doing an amazing job and and she's, she hits deadlines like a mofo, but I think I'm going to just, you know, like with respect to mental health pieces, you know, like I did tell her there's certain things I want to implement moving forward for both of us. And part of it, I think, is like when we're working on a project and in flow, we want to put the phone somewhere else. So I would recommend doing that in your daily put life. phone in the fridge. Like just like get it out of your actual like vicinity. I think that's what I have to do too. It's like just, yeah, put it put it in the fridge or a drawer for now. Like just 
because it is so the phone addiction is a real thing my god it's terrible bad yeah anyway um not to leave you on that like everyone on that terrible note but I think what we we just want to talk about today is that we all especially in these busy time of years fall into that negative self-talk negative mindset and you don't want to hold that over heading in to a whole new year. And I mean, we are, we are the, we are not believers in resolutions anyway. I mean, we, we talk about that a lot, but you don't want to start 2024 with the same habits and the same negative negativity um, that you ended 2023 with. And I think um, easy, simple things do not make it hard. Yeah. Put the phone in the fridge, whatever. Um, and just take five minutes, like book it in, as a meeting with yourself every day, um, if it's a five minute walk around the block or um, a five minute call with your mom or like whatever you need to do, whatever your safe space is, do that every day. And um, I think it, yeah, we're going to do that. That's going to be our sort of mantra for 2024 in terms of our own growth and self-care. But um, not everything has to be about everyone else it can be about you. And especially moms need to get on this train because moms are the worst with putting themselves last. So um, your kids are fine for five minutes if you need to go and lay in your bed and just have a moment to yourself. It's okay. The other thing is, Alyssa and I are going to be introducing a couple of support systems in 2024 that we're still fleshing out. So we'll be announcing that soon. Um, But I just want to leave you with the reminder that while things may follow you into 2024 because nothing really changes, you can be the change in the things that you need to correct or course correct in your life. So if you put in the one small step and then the second small step and then the third small step and so on, you can have a different 2024, but you do have to do the work. Yeah. And this is the, choir preaching to the choir i know yeah we are we are equally (laughs) in our own heads too so trust me we have our own work to do we know that we've talked about it um so like we're not sitting here in any sort of um moral authority on any of this because we we both are very well aware of our own triggers and our own um negativity and toxicity within ourselves and within our businesses that that, like, but I think that's, it's kind of like, that is like the first step of being like the Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever is admitting. Yeah. It's admitting you have a problem. (laughs) We know we have a problem. Exactly. We fully, we are fully on the first step of whatever, like business owners, anonymous, (laughs) we want to call this. God, we think of the greatest things in the moment. I'm writing this down. Yeah. We're gonna create anyway, support you, group for, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you for joining us. Sorry, just interrupting each other all over the map. Yeah, we are out of practice, <laughs> clearly. We will see you guys at our next episode. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.